Each and every week I talk to very interesting people, and the most important part is that I shouldn't be the only one hearing it. I really feel that if these people make sense to me, that everyone out there needs to hear it. So stay tuned, folks, and I hope you enjoy this newest weekly segment on Coach Wessons. Well, folks, this is the time of the show where I go out around the world and find people who are making a difference, who are, have made a difference, who I've known in the past. And we've got a return visitor. It, it was back in 2000, I think the first time we had him on the show, maybe 2011. And then 2012, we had a, he had a bus tour talking about, the, talking about the economy and talking about spending. And his name is Dave Walker. You may have heard David Walker. He was the former U.S. Comptroller General put in under Bill Clinton, and he also went through George, or he went through some of George Bush, or maybe all of George Bush. We'll get him to say that. Dave is joining us from, I think, D.C. today. Uh, Dave, That's, welcome in. Well, thanks. <laughs> I'm uh, Alexandria, Virginia, oh. which for the record is outside the Beltway, the real world. <laughs> right outside the Sausage Factory, we call it. We still do. <laughs> right. You don't want to be there if you don't have to be. So this, again, tell, tell folks uh, how you were appointed, your feelings when you were appointed back then, and then, and then why you resigned. Well, I uh, held several presidential appointments. My first one was Reagan. My second one was Bush uh, 41, and my third one was Clinton. And that was as Comptroller General of the United States, which in English is Auditor General, Chief Accountability Officer, and head of something called the Government Accountability Office. Uh, and the GAO is responsible for trying to help the Congress improve the performance and assure the accountability of the executive branch for the benefit of the American people. And, uh, you know, I had three goals when I went to the GAO. And I had accomplished two out of the three. And Pete Peterson, may God rest his soul, who's now no longer with us, uh, convinced me that I wasn't going to be able to accomplish the third one in that job. Uh, because when you controller general, you can talk about the problems, but you're not allowed to talk about <laughs> policy solutions. And my view is, is that you need to wake people up, show them a way forward, and talk about solutions. And that was what the tour was about in 2012. And I'm happy to come back to that because it was incredibly successful, and we need to do it again. And what was the title of that tour again? The 10 million a minute tour. And the reason it was called that was because the total liabilities and unfunded promises, things for like unfunded Social Security, Medicare benefits, were going up 10 million dollars a minute. Wow! And last year they were going up more than 10 million dollars a minute. You know, that's um, it's it's uh, when we talk about that kind of money, the average American, me included, can't comprehend that. We're talking about 10 million a minute. I've never seen 10 million in my lifetime in one place. 10 million a minute. And, and it's in his past that you said, huh? Well, yes, it was as of last year, it was worse than that. And, um, you know, the, the problem is, is that, you know, people talk about deficits and the president talks about that the deficit is down significantly from this this year as compared to last year. Well, there's two reasons for that. One reason is is we're not spending trillions of extra money on COVID. And secondly, the Congress didn't pass his, you know, his uh, trillion dollar plus build back better bill. Uh, And so that's the only reason it's down. But but the the structural deficit, um, you know, that doesn't have to do with one time items that deals with recurring items, it's actually up. Uh, and, and, and a lot of people talk about deficits and debt. The debt right now is about $30.5 trillion, mm. but that doesn't count unfunded civilian and military pensions, retiree health care. It doesn't count unfunded Social Security and Medicare obligations. The real number as of the end of last year was not 
around 30 trillion. It was over 112 trillion. Well, I mean, it's growing faster than the economy. When you, when you look at uh, people can see just a microcosm of how the federal government works. Just look at the U.S. Post Office, <laughs> because or Amtrak. Yeah, it's had its share of challenges. It has, and and you know part of the problem is is that the, you know the 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 uh, Congress needs to give the, the 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 post office a little bit more flexibility about how to operate. Yeah, well, um, than they have, but yeah. <laughs> Well, here we're talking about federal deficit and, and all this unfunded liabilities. And, and then at the same time, I hear Biden talking about wanting to forgive student debt. How's that going to work? Well, here's what's interesting, Coach Pete. The, the number one asset, or stated differently, the largest asset on the financial statements or balance sheet of the U.S. government is student loans. Mm. As of the end of last year, it was $1.6 trillion and going up rapidly. So, A, he doesn't have the legal authority to do that. Number two, it would be irresponsible. Number three, would be inequitable. What about people who have already paid back their loans or never took loans to begin with? Correct, right? like me, yep. Yeah, right, and me, okay. And, um, you know, and, and what's he going to give away next? I mean, presidents don't have the authority to give away federal property. And the irony is, this is the largest asset on the balance sheet. Yeah. Well, it's like walking into your house and just giving stuff away. That's because we're taxpayers. It's our money that's being given away. And the people that are screaming for well, giveaways then, usually don't pay. Know, and then people say, well, you know, it won't increase the debt. That's true. It won't increase the debt, but it'll, increase, it'll decrease the net worth of the country because you're giving up an asset. You're not taking on an additional liability. In this case, student loans are an asset to yeah. the federal government, not a liability. Well, the, the spending is, I mean, it's putting ourselves, it, it isn't, it's a national security issue when we go into debt like this. There's absolutely no question that it is. I have a number of good friends in, in the current and former military. I'm, I'm on the Defense Business Board. I taught um, at the uh, Naval Academy um, to, to uh, many good friends of mine that were, were former joint cha- uh, chairman or vice chairman of Joint Chiefs of Staff, uh, Admiral Mullen and Admiral Owens have both said publicly that the largest national security threat that we face is our mounting debt burdens. Uh, And in fact, my latest book, America in 2040, still a superpower, question mark, you know, talks about, uh, you know, the economic and national security challenges that we face and, and what do we need to do to try to address them. Well, well, earlier before we got you on the air, you're talking about a constitutional amendment you're working on. That's right. Because I'm convinced that the only way that the Congress is going to put our federal finances in order and create a better future for our children, grandchildren, and future generations is to be forced to do it. And statutory limits have not worked. The debt ceiling is a bad joke. It's done nothing to really constrain spending. Uh, And other provisions that have been in from time to time that impose bank caps have been suspended or repealed. And so what we need to do is we need a limit on credit card limit. We need a limit as to how much debt as a percentage of the economy we can take on. Absent a formal declaration of war or certain narrow, uh, unexpected emergencies. And we need to set a lower limit than where we are that we want to try to get to over uh, over time uh, to give us more fiscal flexibility and promote more growth and, and opportunity uh, and We've actually made a lot of progress on that. In fact, um, 
there's a joint concurrent resolution that's going to be introduced into Congress within the next several weeks that I've been involved with that shows that more than the required number of states had asked for a convention to propose such an amendment in 1979, and Congress never did anything. Wow. You know, Dave, uh, amendments are an interesting thing. Matter of fact, here in North Carolina, the people, like me included, the people voted that we should have to have voter ID. We had an amendment to the Constitution of North Carolina, and we said that we should have to have voter ID, and it passed. And yet one one judge in North Carolina overruled that, and so we still can vote without voter ID, which really, in in this day and age, that chunks my chicken. doesn't make any sense. Well, but did you do that in the Constitution? Here's part of the issue. Um, you know, part part of the issue is, um, you know, it, it's a whole different level when it's in the Constitution. And unfortunately, unlike some countries like Switzerland, uh, that is in the best financial condition of any country in the world. Okay. Yep. Uh, you know, they have uh, initiative and referendum at the national level. We don't have initiative and referendum at the national level. But one of the points that you make is, hey. We need to get and we need to have an amendment proposed, but the way that we want to get it ratified, we want it to be ratified by conventions of citizens in each of the states because the people are way ahead of the politicians on this. And we proved that in the 2012 10 million a minute tour where we got 77 to 97 percent agreement on specific reforms that would get our debt to GDP down to reasonable and sustainable levels over a period of time. So the people are ahead of the politicians. Well, when you mentioned the debt ceiling earlier, and and the average American doesn't understand that either, though, you know, you can can explain it a lot better than what the media does many times. And then another confusing aspect comes up in the financial world. How do you know if you're getting what you pay for when you have a money manager? And I know that uh, you've got some feelings about (laughs) some of the ones that advertise a lot that really don't do what they say. Well, you know, I recently fired uh, one of my money managers, and I said publicly who it was. It was Fisher Investments. And, you know, if you, I like the fact that they're a fiduciary. I like the fact that, uh, th- that they're trying to create customized portfolios, but, uh, but clearly their ad is misleading. They say they do better when their clients do better. Well, that infers that they have some type of a performance-based fee. They really don't. They just have a standard fee. And, you know, if your account goes up, then, you know, you'll pay more. And if your account goes down, you'll pay less. But you you still know, basically pay. it's just a standard <laughs> fee. Yeah, you're still paying, right. And, and, and the problem that I had is I'd expressed concerns a number of times over what they were doing. One of the biggest concerns that I had is they had a number of stocks in their portfolio that had gone down 40 50% you know, over several months, and they never did anything about it. They just wrote them down, wow. wrote them down, wrote them down. I can do that. And to me, that, <laughs> well, to me, that makes no sense at all, you know. So, but, but in any event, you pay your money, you take your chances. Well, there's a lot of, I call it financial confusion, and there is. There's a lot of financial confusion out there, unfortunately, and, and I think that benefits uh, the people in charge and also the people making a lot of money. I mean, if you're confused, you keep doing what you're doing. Well, that's right. And, and, and in my case, I'm fortunate because the market's gone down significantly since <laughs> I went to cash. And obviously, yeah. I'm going to end up redeploying that now because I'm not staying, I'm not staying in cash forever. But, uh, uh, you know, I was lucky and I, I got into the market a fair amount back on March 23rd 
I think it was 2001, which I think was actually the low of the market. Now, I had no idea to know that was the low of the market. And if I'd known it, then I would have put a heck of a lot more in when, <laughs> when I did than I did. Yeah. Well, they always say a broken clock is uh, right twice a day. So, I mean, you, that was good timing on your point. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> hey, we've got about a minute left. Tell us what uh, what we can look forward to. I know you're, I'd love to, are you going to do another bus tour coming up? Or are they, how can the average American right. get involved? We clearly need another bus tour. Uh, you know, people may want to go to um, let us vote for BBA.org and find out more about this uh, constitutional amendment effort that's underway. Uh, and, and, and stay tuned to some, you know, uh, developments that are likely to happen. I think we need another tour. I'm going to advocate for another tour. We need two things in addition to that to prepare the way. We need the constitutional amendment. And then we need a statutory fiscal sustainability commission that will engage the American people with the facts, the truth, the tough choices, solicit their input, and then make recommendations to the Congress that will be guaranteed a vote in the Congress to put our finances in order. That's what we need. Hopefully we'll get it well, that's eventually. A, yeah, that's a great plan. Let us know when you do that. We'll make sure to have you on when you when you do the next tour. And, uh, and I'd like, love to see you again, too, Dave. That'd be great. You take care. Folks, his name is Dave Walker, former U.S. Comptroller General. And uh, Dave, thanks for your time today. We'll look forward to talking to you again. My pleasure. Take care.